serious. Hello, mascots. Hello. Oh, so welcome to the last of our series of deadly sins of uh, You Can't Be Serious Political Comedy Nights. Uh, so this night is Envy. Welcome to it. Good, good introduction. Yeah. This is Juuso Kekkonen. Hi. And this is Jamie McDonald. Yep. Oh, so Jamie, are you envious of me? Uh, my first thought was literally, why? <laughs> wait, oh, wait, wait, this is yours. Oh, that, that knife in your so, back. Yeah, fuck you. Um, am, I, am I envious of you? Um, in... No. No, I'm, I don't think so. Yes, yes, you're, you're, uh, you're tall. Thank you. Thank you. We found something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you, are you envious of me? Little bit. Like, you have an interesting brain. I don't want all of your brain, because some of your brain is more fucked up than mine. But only some of it, so I want the good parts. So welcome to our show. Yeah, that's off. Great. Actually, I have to tell you a story. I saw something that was um, uh, really fun on Twitter, uh, where, where, where the internet happens. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's where. Yeah, yeah uh, on Twitter, uh, I, I was there yesterday, and somebody had posted this uh, wonderful comedian. I've forgotten her name right at the moment, and I'll go to hell for this for forgetting. You sure? Um, yeah. But she had just, just this like offhand kind of post about how is it just me, or you know, is it normal to think about that time that I lost a grade four spelling bee like every single day of my life now? Is that okay? And like. A whole bunch of other nerds went and posted underneath, like, oh my god, it's so real. In grade one, I misspelled catastrophe, and I'm still, I still hate little Jenny for winning that thing. And you know, what happened, to me, I ended up getting through this whole, like, memory lane th shit, because this is like, this will really, this should piss everybody off. This is injustice. Yeah. Is that when I was, like, that high, like, seven or eight years old, there was a spelling bee in the mall, because that's where we had spelling bees in Canada, in the mall. Yeah. So I went to the mall and, and went to the spelling bee because I was fucking good at spelling. I was really good at it. Big and brain, yeah. Big brain, sees the word, decides it's a picture, remembers it forever, uh, obviously makes me better than other people, sure. all that kind of stuff. Sure, sure does, yeah. As a seven-year-old, yeah. that was me. Yeah, and you I knew expect, you were better. I expected to go to this 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 uh, this uh, spelling bee and just like walk out with like the $25 gift certificate to the mall. <laughs> that I knew was my birthright. Yeah. And, I got, and the thing is, the, I got up there, and they gave me like the easiest word on the planet. They gave me mold. And I was like, okay, M-O-U-L-D. And they were an American company. Oh. World Book Encyclopedia, I'm looking at you. And they said, I'm sorry, the correct spelling is M-O-L-D. And like all the blood went to my face. I can still feel like how hot my ears were. And I was like, just had this intense 
loathing and desire for revenge in that moment. And actually, I'm really disappointed in my dad for not like taking the guy by the scruff of the neck and saying, "This is Canada, motherfucker!" and like letting me win. Like I, I don't know. He, I think he was in as much shock as I was because we sort of walked out in the parking lot like, "What just happened? I don't know. I don't know what just happened." Who we are we? I know. I know. We are not the same people. We were. Yeah. I know. It was really weird. I was like, and I remember that every week at least. And the, yeah. I still would never, ever, ever support World Book Encyclopedia, ever. Yeah, you're so alone with that experience because we Finnish people have a language where we don't need to do a spelling bee. We just say the word and it sounds like it's supposed to. I know! So, yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, I don't know, I just I just remember, like, uh, when I was in um, this children's music academy and I went to the... Uh, entrance exam and 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 the just the face of the the teacher looking at me trying to hit a note with oh my no. voice and it was like no 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 <laughs> and it just I I carried forever the disappointment yeah I later learned to sing with a actual good teacher uh -huh. uh, slightly I don't I don't still sing good but I I I've seen publicly people even have paid. See, to see shows that I sing in, which I, I don't... <laughs> not to I'm see not you a, sing, but to see shows where you are singing in the yeah, show. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah a, okay. that's a difference. That's yeah, good, yeah, 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 so... That, but see, that's, that's, that's actually a marketable skill, whereas like, if I just went up here on this stage and people shouted words at me and then I spelled them, I don't think that's a good ticket. <laughs> that would be great, though, to be like a little bit of Americana sort of thing in yeah. Helsinki, to be like, yeah, just shout words at me and I will spell them. <laughs> that's what they do to kids. Aluminum. Uh, A-L-U-M-I-N-I-U-M. -I -I I'll take your word for it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like an easy one. Yeah, Not yeah. like mold. <laughs> I'm so traumatized, like every time I see that word, it's like, I know how it's, I know how it's spelled. I know how it's spelled, Mr. World Book Encyclopedia. He had a blue suit, fuck him. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, uh, but we were going to chat about... Envy is, uh, I think, kind of a fun, weird emotion yeah. complex. Yeah. It's, it's like... Uh, it's so deeply human. Once again, these, all these deadly sins are just you being human and not being perfect and therefore you deserve to die. But, but, but like envy is such a... Like, uh, like just seeing other person do or have something and being like, I want. Uh. I, I, what I mostly worry like right now is that everybody who's sitting here is like envious of people who are out in the park enjoying the sunlight. Yeah. Like that's yeah. the worst case scenario. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. people are then in the park will be envious of all the crazy shit that went down here. That yeah, 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 yeah. That is that is what we do. We try to make people envious if they weren't here. Yeah, that's the that's the main idea. That's, uh, yeah. But but uh, like uh, just like professionally. Yeah. Are you envious of Sami Hetteri? Do you want like the... Yeah, I want, yeah, please. <laughs> the simple answer or the complex answer? Uh, the simple answer is... <sighs> yes? Why does he have to exist? Um, <laughs> 
that's not that's not I'm okay. I, yeah. I have a I have a theory. I have a theory about like how Sami Hedberg and I have sort of a relationship because the thing is I've met Sami Sami Hedberg like close enough to shake hands and introduce myself and be obviously working with him or in the same area as him like three times. I have met him three times. And Every single time he sees me, he doesn't actually see, like, I'm in the same room as him, I'm at the same festival as him, like, he walks by and I'm air. Like, he doesn't even know I exist, right? So this is, like, this is par for the course for me. And I don't yeah. necessarily know that I want him to know that I exist, but it also feels like this kind of watershed moment that when he knows I exist, then he will definitely know I exist, and that moment will no longer be accessible to me anymore where he didn't know, but the, I mean, that's kind of logical too, not just mystical or strange, but the thing is, I kind of feel like it's a sort of, it's sort of like Pride and Prejudice. Let's I, go with it. No, yes, no, no, it is literally, it, it is actually literally like Pride and Prejudice, because the thing is, like, I look at his stuff, and I'm like, he, yeah, he's like a he's a, he's a comedian who is like a very funny comedian, and he's very gift. Okay, the other thing is like I know like thirty people professionally that I have to introduce them as like yeah, this guy he's really talented and funny and yeah. interesting. I you couldn't pay me to do their what they do because I fucking hate it. But they're a really nice person, and so like he's a really nice person. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I haven't met him properly at all yet, yeah. and it's like I—I I feel like the thing. I am really the. I'm Elizabeth Bennett, and he is Darcy, yeah. because he thinks that I'm just some kind of like low-life comedian who doesn't understand like the real business of it, and who you know doesn't doesn't know life and stuff, and uh, isn't handsome enough to tempt him, and. He and then and then I'm the one who is prejudiced towards him because I see him as being like, uh, you know, just uh, I look down on what he does. I do from a position of being lower than him. That's this weird thing where you're you're lower than somebody and you look down on them at the same time. You went deep. No, but then what's going to happen is at some point we're actually are going to meet up and then we're you know somebody. Somebody's gonna be Wickham, who like screws things up for one of my siblings. Like Andre Wickstrom's gonna like you know sleep with one of my siblings, and then he's gonna have to fix that mess, and then he'll know who I am, and then we'll have to be friends, and then we'll be like really good friends, and then he'll like want to play the Apollo, and then I'll still have to say like, there is nothing you could offer me that could tempt me to play at the Apollo, and then eventually I don't know something happens, we write letters, and then we have to have sex. And, and, and if I'm not wrong, if, if this is Pride and Prejudice, what, you die and then he fucks your grave. What? That is Wuthering Heights, motherfucker! That's Wuthering Heights, sorry. Oh my god! You, you, as a, as a, as a, You've been thinking the weird shit all this time. I've yeah, been doing I a am, totally I normal am. Pride and Prejudice narrative here, and all this time you've been like, oh, often lit. Yeah. Heathcliff! Yeah, sorry, I, yeah, I. You, as an English lead person, you—it's yeah, my fault, my, my fault. But fine. Who do you who do you envy then? I, I mean, I, like Sammy Hedberry, I, I I like I don't envy him, but I want him to hate me. <laughs> like uh, actively, I want want my existence to bother him. That's that would be my like thing. I I want him to be like, fuck, he does the interesting stuff. Fuck that guy. I'm just selling out all the time all these arenas. But he has the truth. 
I, I, I want him to be envious of me. Swarming Bill Hicks. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, 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 yeah. Not, I didn't say that. <laughs> a fan said that once, and then Mira copied it. It's gonna haunt you forever. Yeah, Mira copied it everywhere. I, my producer, yeah. But yeah, now words really, this is inside baseball. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, what, what are you supposed to feel about a person who's really successful yeah. and, and whose material is just like, you're not even trying, I feel. Or if you're trying, that's super sad. I don't know. Yeah. I guess you feel envy. I, I do, apparently, actually, yeah. Yeah. Now that, I, now that I'm confronted it's, it's with like this. It's like sad envy. Yeah, envy is always sad. I mean, what's what? It's, it's supposed to be empowering. Fuck that. No, of course not. It's totally empowering, isn't it? You see somebody who has the kind of you know existence that you want, and you just go, "I'll have some of that," and then you trample over their dreams, and uh, you have it. <laughs> That's very. Seeing his con of you. I couldn't think of I couldn't think of anything else at the time. Okay, yeah, 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 it was just yeah, yeah, like, trampling I, dreams was the only thing that came to my yeah, mind. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess, but but like I, I I just feel that if we're comparing each other to each other, that never leads to anything good. We just sh should go towards something that, like, inspires us like in a in a beautiful I don't know bullshit way. Yeah, but Finns don't uh, think that competition <laughs> is inspiring. I, I don't know. I'm not that competitive. Except with Sami Hedberg. Yeah. But, you, but it's, not, it's not fun to compete with somebody if they don't know that you're competing against them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's why he sh should hate me. Yeah. yeah. Do you think he'd hate you or me more? See, now I'm competing with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But you know it. Yeah, so I guess. it's more fun for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, now I think he'd hate you more. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, well, good. Is, oh. Good. I'm so glad that we're starting the show on nice positive emotions and like good quality, uh, constructive feelings. Yeah. Yeah. What's 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 happening in the world, like like in general? Oh, for fuck's sake! Who knows? <laughs> Uh, there's there's a Trump there's a there's a, there's oh, a Trump there's, Trump and, and Laura, there's a Trump Laura Huhtasari started tweeting again and and that was like you know who I don't envy right now yeah? is poor Ika Kivi because he's gotten in a Twitter fight with Laura Huhtasari oh. I'm like oh no it's so bad it's just like just don't go there it's like you know it's like hitting a mosquito with a Buick like don't just don't don't pay yeah. her any attention a friend of mine was in a in a like a panel discussion with Laura Huhtasari. Uh, and, and it was like slightly crazy. But after that, Laura was like, should we go and get a beer? And my friend was like, fuck yes. <laughs> and it was, it was like, he explained that it was way weirder than I expected. <laughs> she believes in every fucking conspiracy everywhere. And, and, and she like, in public, she's like pretty out there, but then, then privately, she's in there. Oh God. <laughs> But she has that. She has that aggressively normal thing that I actively um, dislike to the point of getting like allergic and kind of breaking out in hives every time I see. Like her fringe is so perfectly cut across her forehead. I'm. I assume that it just hides the serial number that's right there or something yeah. like that. I don't know. Like, but you can you can see like the like the standard like five shadows bit, bit, bit behind her eyes just flickering. <laughs> Of, of psychopathy and, and d danger, like just it, it, she looks normal, but if you look in be behind her eyes, it's just shifting. Well, she's perfectly normal. <laughs>
She fulfills all of the qualities of normal perfectly. Yeah, she's performing per norm normal pretty well, considering. Have, have we kicked off the show enough? I don't know. Have, ha have, have we? Have we, have we destroyed the mood yet? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, I it's think so. Great it's great, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, great yeah, 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 lovely. Yeah. yeah, because, I mean, it's not just us talking. It, it would be lovely to just talk and, and make you go through that bullshit endlessly. It would be fun. We should do it sometime, just like non-stopping. Non non-stopping, yes? No. Uh, uh, yeah, no. Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't do that. So, yeah, but we have I like other how this is also being recorded as a podcast, so we yeah. get a, a very good record of our speaking abilities. On, yes. Uh, yeah. But, hi, all our listeners. It's nice to have you also, not here, but there, wherever you are. But yeah, uh, so it's just not two of us. It's, it's also other people, yep. uh, the, the show. We uh, have a couple comedians for you uh, and, uh, in the show, and we have a, a drag show at the end. And of course, we have an interview in the middle, so why don't we get, why don't we get the first uh, comedian up on stage? Yep, fuck yeah. Because uh, they are absolutely fanta fantastic and never predictable in the most awesomest possible way. Yep. That would be Ellie, Ellie Abraham. Abraham. Hey, hi, what's up? Hi, hey, hello, check me out. Those are the moves. <laughs> that's, the, those, the, that's really the limit right there. Actually, I hurt my back really badly the other day, so now it's kind of like if I want to turn my head, I have to just... What'd you say? You know, like I have to just like turn my entire body. This morning, my flatmate was like, hey, you want to go for breakfast? Where do you want to go for breakfast? I was like, the nearest hospital. <laughs> um, the theme of the show is envy. Fuck. I get envious about everything. I'm envious of you guys. I'm envious of people who didn't accidentally eat a complimentary bar of soap yesterday when they thought it was candy. <laughs> But in my defense, why would you put a mini complimentary bar of multicolored soap next to candy? Like, so, yeah, it's getting real. Soap jokes. I, um, I was just uh, doing this in uh, Sweden uh, a couple days ago, and it was this big event, lots of performers, speakers, and so on and so forth. They put us all up at this hotel, and they wanted to hype us up on the hotel and tell us about its rich history. So they actually sent an email to all the performers, etc., being like, in this hotel, it used to be a knight's manor and housed all manners of royalty. And I was in the room just picturing this knight in full armor. Well, for some reason, I realized we always picture knights in full armor. They're never out of it. Like in our head, if someone says a knight, you just see the big metal thing with like the visor you flip and everything. We did like, I don't know what a single knight looks like beneath that. Um, and I'm imagining that guy there talking to his squire or whatever and just kind of like, well, we really outdid it at the last hotel, so don't touch the minibar. Or whatever it is that knights are concerned with. I mean, the thing that you plug into the wall to boil your tea was really short and I had to put it on the floor and then I thought, but you know how many knights had this problem? <laughs> they know how to treat you well. Envy. 
I'm, I'm envious of you all, like, right... I mean, is anybody envious of me right now? I'm standing up here having to... I mean, check this out. Look, I got, I got seven pens. Like, <laughs> envious of me? I don't even know what I was going <laughs> to... I need them for something, but... But, like, look at you. You're just chilling. You got a drink. I want that. I don't want to live my life. Who wants to live this life? I, I don't... To be honest, I don't really want to live any human life. I think, uh... Humans don't have it good, you know? We spend too much time worrying about things that aren't important, like spelling bees and malls and shit like that. And then it keeps us up at night, but then we have a nightmare about it, but in our nightmare, our crush was in the front, just staring at us, and when we got, what was the word, Jamie? Molt? Molt, it was just molt. And so it was like, just in the front, just kind of like, ha, 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 Sucks to be you, Jamie. <laughs> Learn how to spell. I'm looking at my hand where I wrote the jokes and there's just, in big letters, it just says pens. <laughs> On my way here, I was like, I'm gonna find a way to put the pens in, in my set. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna figure it out. But I'll tell you a dumb thing I did recently. So I have a pretty complex background. I decided I'm gonna do that thing where you spit into a tube and then they tell you your ancestry. Has anybody here done that? And it just me, you, and a couple nights, that's it? Like, all right, so that's what I did. I spat in the tube and I shipped it off and they have a bunch of instructions on the box. So it says like, no eating or drinking within half an hour. Pretty easy. And I sent it off and then I thought, wait, what about kissing? So naturally, I went to their Facebook page and on the public wall, I was like, is it a problem if you made out with someone within the half an hour of you spitting in the tube? And they wrote back to me, they were very nice. No. And I thought, like, but that person who read it was looking at it and just kind of like, wait, 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 wait. So you think that we can take your saliva and find out your entire genetic ancestry, look at all these signifiers you have for genetic conditions, but at no point in there we'd be like, hey, there's another person's saliva in here. <laughs> I guess I'm a dummy. Um, I did grow up in a really, so I had a pretty unusual... Um, upbringing, I guess I would say, maybe as a first-generation kid and with parents from like really opposing cultures. Um, and so, while the house was pretty weird and broken, there was one thing that I'm super grateful for. My parents were liberal on this one front, and that was sex. It was super easy to talk to my parents about sex. Like, I look back at it now, and I realize like when you're a teenager and you have a shit ton of stupid questions, you don't even realize how dumb your question is. Now I'm like laughing about those moments. But I'm so glad that I had someone who didn't make me feel embarrassed about situations like that. Now, also relevant to the story that I'm about to tell, my mother currently lives in the United States with her boyfriend. Now I'll tell you the story. <laughs> so. I've been having a thing recently. I'm trying to find condoms. Con I don't mean, I know where you find condoms. I meant like ones that I will not, the condoms are never good. You know, condoms are kind of always like, they're fine or they're bad. Like a car crash or something. And I was looking up, I was like, doing I wanted to find condoms that fit me more comfortably. And I found on this website where it was like, best condoms of 2018 sampler pack. I wish I made that up. You can say anything as a, con a comedian and there's kind of like no consequence. I mean, there, yes, there are. But I mean, like you can just lie about stuff and I wish that was one of them. But I actually thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to buy the best condoms of 2018 sampler pack. But they don't ship to Finland. So, I, of course, I messaged her. Hey, mom, I sent some condoms your way if you just forward them to me. 
I know how we normally do this, but please don't mark them as used. <laughs> she was like, don't worry, I'll figure something out. And so when you ship things abroad, you have to mark the contents of the box. And I got the box, and there on the box in my mother's handwriting, it said, rubber toys and children's balloons. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Yeah, they made it pretty easy for um, a lot of things. And my mom, she was quite young when she had me. She was in her early 20s. And I, I actually, I know a lot of people, they had the quick kids in their early 20s, late 20s, which is also feels extremely young to me or whatever. My cousin, he was like this like punk rock, weird, whatever, unconventional type growing up. Now he's 30-some living in Espo with his wife. And it's starting to trigger him. And... He told me he broke down his wife once. He was like, I can't take it anymore. I'm 36 years old. I'm living in a suburb of Helsinki with two kids and a hamster. That's not the life I want to have. I want to do drugs. I want to have group sex. I want to go to parties. And at the mention of group sex, she was like, drugs it is. <laughs> so my cousin, he gets in touch with me. And he's like, he messaged me on Facebook. And he's like, hey, man, you want to get together this weekend? We can try acid. Facebook was like, start a plan, <laughs> which is very kind and sweet of Facebook, trying to schedule my illegal activity. And I was just like, sure, pencil it in at eight, right after my 6.30 murder. <laughs> is an hour and a half long enough for murder? Like, I don't actually have much experience with that. It sounds like a slow motion murder, you know? Like, I'm gonna get it. Imagine if I did this for an hour and a half. <laughs> Um, either that or I expected the murder to get done super quick and then I had an hour and 29 minutes to think about it and still make it on time to my scheduled acid trip. First of all, like for the sake of this joke, I said the acid trip was at eight, but pro tip, now that I've had that experience, don't ever do acid that late in the day because you will not sleep. At eight in the morning still, you will be lying on your back in your bed just contemplating the cosmos. No one here has had that experience, or some people would be like, yep. People here are like, mm, no, Austin, that's not, that's not up my alley. But I'll tell you, I did have this experience, and I tried it again. It's not, so I actually, it's kind of funny. I was actually quite anti-drug growing up, for a number of reasons, and it's a, a story for another time. I was really against it. But I thought it was quite sweet that someone else, who also kind of lived a similar background, wanted to share this experience with me, and I wanted to try it. And after that, I was like, I want to try it alone. So there I am in my room, on acid, by myself. And my metamor of the time, does, does everybody know that word, metamor, like your partner's partner? Yeah, hell yeah, poly people, clap your hands. Yeah, that's cool, I like that. All right, so my metamor of the time asked me if I wanted to hang out, and we didn't normally hang out without our, like, the center of our ketio or whatever, so I thought that was pretty cool, but I was like, hey, I gotta tell you, I just took some acid. I don't know how this is gonna go down. And they came over, and they were, we were just hanging out. So here's my next pro tip. If you're coming down on acid, you can smoke weed and it'll essentially prolong the experience. If you smoke weed while you're coming up or while you're peaking, you might forget your name and shit your pants. <laughs> now that didn't happen to me, but I'm going to tell you what did happen to me. There I was on the couch with this person and I realized, we, so we started hooking up. 
And somewhere in there I realized, okay, they're clearly worried that I'm not sober enough to consent to this. And I thought that, and I started to feel, I realized they, they I could to look, they were like starting to ask certain questions and try to gauge where I was at. They were feeling guilty and I was like, no, I'm the one here who feels guilty. You think we're hooking up. I think I'm feeding off of this person and opening a gate to the spirit realm. <laughs> and so there I was. I was going down on this person and then they said to me, I'm sorry I take a while to get off, off, off. Whoa, did you hear that? Don't worry. We have an eternity. 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 <laughs> Could you imagine for a moment that you are taking bite after bite of the sweetest, rarest, most forbidden fruit, and with every lick, you see a gateway open to another world where the truest, most purest form of your soul deserves to be. And then this person looks you in the eyes and says, I'm sorry you have to eat that. <laughs> Man, that was like not a good joke to end on. I feel like I have to tell another one. <laughs> I was like, that would have been a good schedule. Has anybody seen me do comedy before? <laughs> oh, that's kind of cool. How does this compare? <laughs> I'll just stop there because you actually laughed at that. <laughs> hey, my name is Ellie Abraham. Thank you for letting me try out some new jokes. <laughs> I won't hand you this. I'll just, I'll just, I'll, I'll be back for the pens later. Oh, there's a thing here. I love you all. Thank you, fans. Ellie Abraham. <laughs> trying to hand me a microphone when my hand is clearly full of chair. You left your pens here. He's got pens envy. Uh, and next up to the stage, we're going to have a, a little time to, usually when we, uh, when we do this show, in fact, always when we do this show, uh, we interview a guest expert. And, uh, you know, we've come to realize that our guest expert does not necessarily need to be an expert on the topic that we're talking about, <laughs> or anything in general, really, but that other humans are always experts in something. Something. Yeah, and <laughs> it's always interesting. So please welcome to the stage the fabulous Johanna Pettersson. No, no, I, was, I was thinking that he'd sit there and he'd sit here. Uh, we're going no, we're gonna, to we're gonna go on the other side now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like it. Uh, me too. It's a. Normally, I'm looking down down at people. Now it's other way around. So. Yeah. For podcast listeners, this doesn't mean anything. But but. We love you anyway. Yeah. So Johanna, welcome. Thank you. Uh, I've known Johanna for uh, a bunch of years. Uh, he is, among other things, uh, like a writer, a novelist, a uh, LARP writer, and organizer, and designer, and all around artist and an interesting guy. Uh, would you add anything to that? Uh, I also have built circus tents, uh, sold popcorn. You've built circus tents and yeah. sold popcorn. Yeah. Now uh, I'm actually envious of, my... of somebody in the show. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> I feel those are some of my greater accomplishments. Really? I once yeah. went to work in a helicopter. Yeah. Nice. You, you, you were way more impressed that, than he was with yeah, your no, thing. I yeah, I know. I was expecting that to be at least on par with uh, selling popcorn and no, putting no, no, together I, circus I find tents. helicopters to be very impressive. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. But circus tents <laughs> are, you know, running away with circus, that's the shit. I should also notice, note for everybody here, and also for the podcast people, that uh, Johanna famously has a very dry sense of humor that is unique and beautifully finished. I think the best example of that is that when I go to the US, nobody ever understands my jokes, except there's one exception, where everybody started laughing when I told jokes, and that was Amish country. <laughs> I, 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 have, I have no idea why, but immediately, immediately when I said something funny, they all got it. And that, that was for me a very unique experience in the US. <laughs> the Amish get you. The Amish get me, definitely. Yeah. definitely. Uh, but you've been also working on, uh, you've released a novel, and are you working on the second one? Is it? Uh, yeah, I have a trilogy in the works. I wrote a very long book and sent it to my publisher, and my publisher told me that uh, the Finnish mailbox is like this. And uh, they sell a lot of books by mail. What? So it would be good if the book could fit <laughs> in the box. Uh, and and, and I, I got very angry at, 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 at this very, and I said, like, fuck you, I'm not going to cut out the word. It's going to be a trilogy. <laughs> and then they said, okay, uh, yeah, let's do that. So now, yes, okay, part now two I'm in, envious in the of fall. You. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I've, I've been trying to write a book, and fuck, it's difficult because you have to just, like, write. Write the book. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just put words after another word, so... I find that in most, you know, human endeavors, it turns out that whatever you're trying to do, you actually have to do the thing you're trying to do. You yeah. Know, to say that you have done it. Yeah. In order to write a book, you kind of have to write a book. I That's hate it. Kind of just linguistically also correct. Oh, so. Except if you're rich enough, then you can hire somebody to write the book for you. Have you ever th thought about th that? I I have. But unfortunately, I think I would be the person who wrote the book for somebody else. You'd be the ghostwriter. Yeah. I would be the writer and not the rich person. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately. Yeah. Who who would whose whose book would you consider ghostwriting? I'm not sure if I have a good answer to this. Yeah. You're probably, the list of people you would not ghostwrite for is probably yeah. a lot longer. The problem is that uh, I always get kind of perversely fascinated. So every time I come up with somebody like Laura Huhtasaari, I would never write, but maybe it would be interesting. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I get this thing too, like if people say like, would you perform comedy at like the Pedro Suomalais at like annual general meeting or something like that? I, yeah. Of course not. And then I think, yeah, I fucking would. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd be there, I would. And I don't, I don't know what I would do, but I would do something crazy. Like, yeah. Yeah, the aim fun. would be to not be invited again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, 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 but like, um, <laughs> I had a point. <laughs> and then I just didn't. So we're well here we are. Yes, yes. Uh, Fuck, I had... But one thing, another oh. thing that, well, you'll, you'll think of it in a yeah, minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's my brain. Uh, we, one thing yeah. that we often like chat about a little bit is about, um, I often get in kind of arguments with a lot of my Finnish friends, for instance, about like, um, about Finnish culture. Because I'm a lazy fucking ass and that's why we're speaking English on this show, is because I have no confidence in my Finnish ability, and so because I'm uh, a hideous colonialist, um, I can I make other people speak the language that they can work with, as opposed to me adopting to the place where I actually live. Um, so Pedro Somalized are actually right. <laughs> the lazy foreigners. But, well, 
in my case, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah they are. Yeah. They are. They're right about that. Even, even a stopped clock is right twice a day. That's so, so true, yeah. But when we talk about, like, um, how does it, how, how do you kind of uh, think about, you know, Finnish culture in the terms of, like, uh, having this other, knowing that there is, like, another juggernaut of, of culture that just, like, comes in and tries to wash over everything, uh, like, English language, British and American and, and other, other like that? For me, actually, I don't think, this is not a very, it's not a very funny subject because I work a lot on uh, international projects and in some of those it really starts to kind of uh, get to you. No, but say it because this, this, the interview doesn't have to be a funny part of the show. Yeah, so we, yeah, yeah. We, we I mean, the sh to be interesting. show is hardly the funny part of the show, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think it's just uh, quite sometimes quite sad. And for me, I'm a kind of a committed internationalist, but there's a difference between internationalism and just adapting to one other culture, which is American culture, for me, or Anglo-American. And, uh, and you can see, no, see it in a lot of things. For the thing that always gets to me is when a Finnish journalist says something like, uh, like uh, the Guardian and the BBC and the Atlantic are the kind of best media in the world, that when you want a really objective uh, view of something, that's what you must, must, must watch and read. And I thought that, um, Okay, in terms of professional quality, they are good, but let's not pretend that there's no kind of like a <laughs> everybody's lost their view, right? And nobody is uh, nobody is exempt from that, and certainly not this monocultural machine is not not exempt from that. Everybody is, and I think that if you are in journalism, you have to at the very least understand that. For me, it's been. Uh, kind of a subject close to my heart has been uh, activism about Palestine. And that happens to be a subject which is uh, not a subject where Anglo-American media is at its strongest. Often they are amazingly bad at it. So uh, th there was a, so, so that, that kind of shows you how, how weak this uh, very famous media can sometimes be. There was a beautiful example of this uh, yesterday. There was an example on the Gaza border where uh, a Palestinian medic got uh, shot by an Israeli sniper, a horrible tragedy. And I think it was the Washington Post which puts a headline which says that, uh, that uh, a Palestinian medic dead in Gaza, Israel investigates. And what? I oh my god. I mean, the mystery of it, the mystery. <laughs> yeah. How did she die? Which has happened on video. It's, yeah, How it's, did like, that it's not like they're going to bring in Hercule Poirot to solve that one. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. But, uh, but when you look at the headline like that, you realize that there's an agenda here, the purpose of which, which is to not to inform, but to obscure. Mm. And that's why, I don't know. Because when we, we know how to be critical of Russian media, we know how to be critical of Chinese media, so maybe we could take that same attitude. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I mean uh, like ma mainstream US media is totally pro-corporate. Uh, media because they are like literally owned by by multinational corporations so it's not surprising that their bias is towards the establishment that's ke that keeps the big co corporations going as strong as possible so that's like yeah i i mean finnish media is not perfect but i don't envy us media at all except for the movies and and the, and the 
television and and and, and music and and but but other media. But then that's that's <laughs> the thing. That's the thing. That if you come from like if you come from this massive, mm. uh, huge pool of people and resources and they expect it to export their their wares everywhere on yeah. the planet then there's a certain like level of uh, the level of production is very very high sometimes so I mean in a way like one thing is it's kind of weird to be envious as a in 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 Finland like for me and I think for a lot of my friends there's a big advantage to being in a small country which is that it's a lot easier to become an artist that's most definitely true. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I often think that uh, it's not only a question of artistic talent and ability, because obviously I believe I have those in spades, but also <laughs> if, if you have the kind of uh, other abilities necessary to just make it, because you have to be able to withstand stress, to not be depressed at any point, to, to be able to really work it, I think in this kind of uh, hyper-competitive American setting. And I'm not. I'm not really sure I could make it on on on, on that sense to to compete against all of these other people in there, not necessarily on an artistic level, but just on the level of kind of um, this competitive mechanism. I think that's that's kind of funny because when I when I came over to Europe, and especially like in the Nordics, where it's very non-competitive and it's very state-supported, I couldn't operate as an artist. It freaked me out because I was like, I was not, I was not hungry. I was not, I didn't have to do the art. So what am I doing it for? <laughs> like, uh, it it was actually for me very weird to be in a in a position where the economic gain from my art was not related to how good the art was and how much I put into like making other people come and see it, right? Because because you have like you have the grants from the state and uh, you have the, like people in the theater uh, like the consulate theater who actually got like life contracts and yeah. they would be paid even if there was no show that they were in. I was like, how do you? I as, like as a twenty year old twenty something artist, I could not understand how you would stay, how you would keep an edge uh, without that kind of precarity. And now I'm just like, yeah, that's fine. I'm cool. <laughs> like everybody else, yeah. I'll just do my art slowly. Yeah. Slowly, slowly. I, I'm totally enjoying that. Because, yeah, yeah. Bring me the grants. I'll, I'll get the small audiences who appreciate me, and and I don't know if I'll ever grow up like up to be like a, like a person who can like have a have a huge draw. But I mean, yeah, I'd have those moments. But but nonetheless, the fucking grants just make such a big part of my uh, of yearly income. That I don't know how how I'd manage without them. Do you find yourself envying at all, like big international bestseller authors, like I don't know Tom Clancy? I shouldn't say Tom Clancy because why? But like most definitely, I, I remember I read this uh, article, an interview of an American writer, and in this interview, he said that the life of the novelist is extremely hard, because um, he wrote a book, he worked on it for a year, a full year. And he only made eighty thousand dollars on it. <laughs> oh! And I thought, like, yeah, that's, that's like, I hardly know where to begin. Yeah. Uh, and then, then you see this, this. Uh, I, I saw another article uh, about a French poet, and and and, and the publisher says that, uh, yeah, poetry doesn't really sell in France, so we only put out a fairly low print of twenty thousand copies of this book. Oh. And I go like, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's. 
Finnish poetry is like 300 copies. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so a little little difference there. Yeah, and and definitely this changes the environment completely because I think if you are a like a, a writer who writes uh, books, sometimes when you think all of that work goes into writing something that is read by like a thousand people, if you are lucky. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think there's one more question on, on this topic. I would have to say it's would do are you envious of people who get invited to the uh, Independence Day Ball? The Independence Day Ball? I don't know. Mm. Would you go if you were invited? So far out of my family, my sister, my mother, my stepfather, my father, my both grandparents, have all been there. Oh! oh. <laughs> I think that uh, maybe one day. But are, are you the black sheep of the family? Oh, what happened? But if I, if I ever go there, I'm pretty sure it's only because I'm. I will. I would be there as a, as the significant other. Oh. I don't think I will get there. I, I make books about killing rich people. I, I don't. I don't think I'll, I'll be invited. I think that's exactly who they need at the at the ball. Oh. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I I solely wouldn't want you to come, I'm sure. Maybe the next one. Whoever, whoever that is. <sighs> so, um, are, are we moving on? Because you uh, just, I can see your nose twitch. I'm, I'm attempting to communicate without making it completely obvious to Yuzo that yes, we could wrap up this section and we could go up to the next <laughs> section. Yeah, now that Yuzo has mentioned that I am attempting to do this, he has ruined my plans entirely. So <laughs> thank you, evil mastermind. Thank you. Yeah, That's yeah, great. You're welcome. Yeah, good times. Yeah. Good times. But uh, I, I think it's been really, really fun to chat with yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, last, last final question. Does it bother you a lot, a little, or not at all that there are a lot of similar names in your name and Jordan Peterson's name? I think that if I have to kind of consider Jordan Peterson, the thing that really bothers me is that I have to consider Jordan Peterson. It doesn't get to the level of my name or any other quality, just the fact that he exists and I'm aware of him. That, that's enough for me. <laughs> like, like, why is this? Why do I have to know that this man is in this world? Yeah. So enough. what was the name of your book, just to peep it? The one, book number one in the trilogy is Tuhannen Viilun Kuolema, Death by a Thousand Cuts in the bookshops, and the next one, on book number two, where the killing of rich people continues, <laughs> is gonna be called uh, Kupari Harka, the copper uh, bull, after a famous Greek execution device. Awesome. Kiitos. Johanna Peterson. Johanna Peterson. So, vaihdan uh, suomeksi. Ja alan yskiä. Ja siirtelen mikrofoneja. Ja selitän ääneen, mitä teen. Ilmeisesti. No niin. Tota, tota. Tai. Kun me vertaillaan itseämme koko ajan. Me vertaillaan itseämme muihin ihmisiin. Ja sitten koetaan siitä jonkinlaista niin kuin lokateutta, joka, joka on. Maailman luonnollisin asia, mutta niinku, vittu, se on myrky, myrkyllistä. Tai siis sillä kun se sotkee niin monia asioita, siis sillä ihan vaan joku romanttiset komediat. Romanttiset komediat on, on vaan käytännössä niinku, ihmissuhde myrkkyä. 
jota me katsotaan. Ja Mä en ole koskaan ollut noin onnellinen kuin noin rakastu. Meidän rakkaus ei ole tuon vertaista. No niin, tässä sitä nyt ollaan. Oh, kato, nyt menee harrastaa seksiä. Ja niitä ei tarvitse puhua mitään, ja niillä on aivan mahtavaa seksiä. Meidän pitää aina puhua asioista ennen kuin harrastaa seksiä, niin sitten meillä on mahtavaa seksiä. Mutta näitä ei tarvitse puhua ollenkaan. Ja, ja nyt sitten niillä on elämää muuttavaa seksiä ilman minkäänlaista keskustelua, mikä on vittu ihan täysin epäreilua. Tai, 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 tai myös epärealistista rehellisyyden nimissä, koska Yleensä se, mitä enemmän puhuu seksistä, niin sitä yleensä paremmin saa sellaista seksiä, mitä haluaa. Öö, mutta mutta niin kuin sillai, se on omituista, kun me vertaillaan itseämme, koska, koska me vertaillaan itseämme niin 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 fiktiohahmoihin, mutta samanaikaisesti me vertaillaan itseämme myös niihin, niihin henkilöihin, jotka niitä esittää, ja niihin julkisuuden hahmoihin, joita meidän ympärillä on. Ja, 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 ja niin kuin, Vittu, se on sairasta, että, että niin kuin, mä en tiedä mistä asti se on ollut tyyliin top vitosessa tai vähintään top kympissä. Aina lasten toiveammatit aikuisena on julkis. Ihan vaan julkis. Mä vaan haluan, että mä oon julkinen henkilö. Mä tahdon, että minut tunnetaan. Ei sillä ole väliä, että onko mulla taitoja, jotka on johtaneet tähän tilanteeseen tai mitään sellaista. Vaan ihan vaan, että tärkeää on, että mut tiedetään. Ja, ja mulla on ollut se, että niin kuin, mä, Mulla ei ollut tuota unelmaa, ää, koska mä olin myös vähän nuorempaa sukupolvea, me, me ei eletty niin täysin julkiskulttuurissa, vaikka totta kai siinäkin kohtaa 80-luvulla se oli jo täysin menossa, mutta niinku, mut, niinku, sitten sit se oli outoa, kun sai jonkin verran julkisuutta. Mä oon täysin sellainen siis, öö, 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 luokan julkis, ää, mikä on sellainen kiva, että sit, mut, mut, niinku, jotkut ihmiset tietää, että mä teen asioita, mutta mut se on kiva, että keskimäärin ihmiset ei tunnista mua. Ja, ja sillain, niin se on oikeasti se on tosi hyvä tasapaino. Mä tykkään tästä. Ää, koska vittu, jos ihmiset tulisi koko ajan puhumaan jossain kadulla. Koska jo pelkästään tämä pieni julkisuus, jota mulla on ollut, on aiheuttanut ehdottomasti eristymistä. Sitä, että mulla, aina, aina jos ihminen tulee ja tietää mut jo etukäteen, ja sitten se haluaa tulla juttelemaan mulle, niin mulla on saman tien sellainen, että mitä kaikkea se haluaa, tai mitä se kaikkea se tietää, ja mitä kaikkea se olettaa. Koska niin kun se, että on julkisuudessa jonkin verran, siitä tulee ihmisille vääriä mielikuvia. Esimerkiksi mä törmäsin yhteen mun kaveriin, ja, ja si, 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 sitten se oli ollut sellainen, että sä saattaisi näkynyt kaikenlaisissa medioissa. Joo, no sulla menee varmaan aika hyvin, että et, niin rahaa tulee sisään. Ja mä sanoin, Mist, mitä? Mistä se raha tulisi sisään? Se, että mä olin telkkarissa, ei ne maksa siitä, niin kuin tai, sillai, tai, tai, tai että jos kipahtaa jossain haastateltavana tai jotakin semmoista, eihän se tarkoita mitään rahaa, se tarkoittaa vain sitä, että mä olin jossain ja sitten ne tarjosi mulle ehkä teetä. Ja, ja sitten ne jutteli mun kanssa. Ja, 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 ja totta kai mä, mä menen totta kai jutel, jut, 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 juttelemaan, koska mä oon kuitenkin ihan sellainen niin julkisuushuora, sellainen niin äärimmäisellä positiivisella tavalla, hyvin semmoisella iloisella ja konsensuaalisella huoratavalla. <tos> Tänne sitä on niin kuin, Se oli mikrofoni. <tos> niin, mutta siis sillä tavalla, että kyllähän se on ilo olla jotenkin sillä Ja sitten joskus ihmiset kehuu sitä, että nyt olit, fiksusti olit julkisuudessa. Hyvin sanoit, puhuit asioita. Ja, ja, ja siitä tulee aina, aina sillä niin kiva, kiitos. Ja, ja siinä on vaan se vaara, että oikeasti niin kuin, jos on julkisuudessa ja sitten saa tosi paljon positiivista palautetta, niin, ja, niin kuin, kun me ollaan, me ollaan kehitetty niin sellainen että mä aina päädyn puhumaan tästä, että me ollaan savanniapinoita, mutta kun me ollaan, me ollaan savanniapinoita ja me liikuttiin pienissä laumoissa ja sitten sit äkkiä se, että koko lauma tykkää susta, on ihan mielettömän iso kokemus, koska sillä mä oon turvassa, leijonet ei syö mua pitkään aikaan, koska nämä kaikki ihmiset suojelee mua, yes. ja, ja, ja sitten äkkiä se, että niinku monet, 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 monet ihmiset sanoo susta positiivisia asioita, niin se on sellainen, mun aivot on sitä mieltä, että tämä on positiivinen asia, mutta se ei välity millään tavalla mun oikeaan todellisuuteen. 
kiinnostavaa. Mä en tiedä, mitä mun pitäisi tuntea tästä asiasta. Ja, ja niin kuin siinä on ehdottomasti se vaara, että, että jos saa liikaa positiivista palautetta, saa liikaa kannustetta, niin, mitä, niin kuin, ei, ei siihen ole mitään välineitä. Siis sillä että ihmiset tulee sanomaan mulle sillä että sun esitys muutti mun elämän jo, vaan sillä hyvää elämää. Tai sillä että kiva, tai siis kiva, kun kelpasi. Mä oon liian kainuulainen, että mulla olisi mitään lihaksia ottaa niin oikeaa positiivista palautetta vastaamaan, vaan sillä niin no, kuhaa ei ollut tylsä, niin se oli tärkeä homma tässä, että se nyt vasta olisi nolo ollut. Niin siis sillä mutta sitten niinku ihmiset tulee sano, sanomaan jotain semmoista, että se oli tosi kiva ja siinä kohtaa, kun sä otit sen sun vyön siinä, niin sit mun, se tuli vähän semmoinen jännä olo tuonne, tai sillä että haluatko joskus nähdä ja seksiä, ja siihen mä aina vastaan, että ehkä. Tai siis sillä mistä... Mistä minä tiedän? En minä tiedä. Saman tien kuin tapaa ihmisen, niin ei mulla välttämättä mitään mielipidettä siitä, että haluanko mä tämän ihmisen kanssa seksiä. Koska on vaan sellainen, että minä vasta tutustuin sinuun ja sanoin, että uusi ihminen, enkä minä ole valmis uusia ihmisiä minun elämässä ollenkaan, joten niin kestä vähän etäällä, mutta en niin pidä silti tämän portin auki, koska potentiaalisesti seksiä, mutta niin kuin sillai, sillai. Ja sitten joskus ihmiset tulee sanomaan sillä että hei, että hyvä, hyvä show, haluatko polttaa jointin, jointin tuossa? Ja sitten mä sanoin aina, että en tietenkään, kannabis on laitonta. Hyi, noin. Mutta mut, mut, mut siis, niinku, mut siis ihan oikeasti, että niinku positiivista palautetta kun saa. Ja sitten sit, niinku, on mukaan semmoinen olo, että mä oon mahtava. Ja sitten sit, 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 niinku, me eletään semmoisessa tilanteessa, jos me seurataan vierestä, kun tällä hetkellä Kim Jong-un, äh, Pohjois-Korean su, suurjohtaja siellä, äh, niinku, kun se, sehän tällä hetkellä on vähän sellainen, että avataanko tätä Koreaa niin maailmalle, koska Kiina ilmeisesti oli sillä, he vittu, me ei oikeasti jakseta teitä. Nyt laittakaa hommat kuntoon, vittu, niin nyt, nyt hösseliksi siellä ja sitten Kimi on sillä, mitä? Ai, hei Donald. Ja sitten sit se on superkiusallinen tilanne, mutta kun se yrittää vain selvitä hengissä siitä tilanteesta, se on osa sitä juttua, että se, että se yrittää vain järjestää semmoisen tilanteen, että sitä ei murhata siinä kohtaa, kun se kansa viimein alkaa saada tietoa ja ne, ne, ne äkkiä muuttuu kateelliseksi koko muusta maailmasta sillä Ah, meille on sanottu, että meillä on paras meininki, mutta meillä on itse paljastunut, että meillä on koko planeetan paskin meininki. Ja se on tuon vika. Tapetaan, niin tapetaan se ja sitten totta kai se on tosi luonnollinen ajatus, että Kim Jong-un yrittää niin muljuta sen tilanteessa. Mutta siinä on ehdottomasti myös omituista se, että se on ollut johtaja, jonka niin kuin jos sille sanoo vastaan, niin sut vaan tapetaan. Sillä sut vaan tapetaan. Siis sellainen niin se, sen äh, tyttökaverin... Oliko se sen tyttökaverin eksä vai ku, ku, joku, semmoinen se oli, niin se tota, telotti sen muun muassa sillä tavalla, että ne piirsi vain iso, vitun iso eksä maahan, se, se tyypi istuu siihen keskelle ja sitten ampu tykeillä siihen, mikä on se uniikki tapa. Tai siis sellainen, niin sun tarvitsee olla diktaattori, että sä pystyt te- te- telottaa ihmisiä tolla tavalla. Mutta niin se, se on ollut toi tyyppi ja sitten sit ihmiset sen ympärillä on ollut vain sellainen, että Vitu hyvä. Nyt, nyt on hyvä meininki sulla. Onko varmasti mulla hyvä meininki? Minua joskus vähän jännittää. Ei on sulla ihan sulla on to, tosi hyvä meininki. Mitä näytänkö minä hyvältä? Helveti hyvät sukat sulla. Sukat on kunnossa ja kengät on kunnossa ja huusut. Okei, okay, nyt on kuule pako, koko paketti kunnossa. Onko tukkakin hyvin? On! Tukka on hyvin! 
Se on tyhmä haukkua toisen ulkonäköön, mutta on sillä tukka hyvin, herra jästäs. Ja sitten se samanaikaisesti jäädä henkiin, mutta samanaikaisesti se joutuu niin kuin sopeutumaan siihen, että mä alan pikkuhiljaa saada niin kuin oikeita palautetta niin kuin maailmasta. Ja, 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 niin kuin, ja kaikki ei todellakaan arvosta mua mitenkään ihan loputtoman paljon. Ja sitten se täytyy tuntua tosi vitun oudolta. Ja, ja, niin se, se, ja, ja kun niin se, me, me ylipäätään niin jotenkin yritetään painia oman egomme kanssa ja me vertaillaan itseämme muihin. Ja nykyään omituista se, että me vertaillaan itseämme isommassa mittakaavassa kuin koskaan aiemmin. Aiemmin se oli sillä tavalla, että jos sä tiesit jonkun tosi hyvän laulajan, se oli kylän paras laulaja. Meitä asuu 300 ihmistä tässä kylässä ja se on, se on meistä selvästi paras. Ja kerran, että tästä kulki läpi yksi sellainen porukka ja niillä oli laulaja mukana, se oli, se oli ainakin ehkä yhtä hyvä. Mutta sitten se kuoli tuberkuloosiin tai johonkin, mutta niin kuin, et se ei laulunut kauhean paljon siinä kohtaa, mutta se kuulemma se oli hyvä. Ja, ja sillä lailla, niin että toi oli sun vertailupohja. Ja nykyään, jos sä niin vertailet, niin sä vertailet itseäsi globaalisti, sä vertailet koko ihmiskunnan, kuka, ketkä kaikki on parhaita. Jos sä vertailet itseäsi niin vaan laulajana, niin en, siis sillä lailla, niin viisi minuuttia YouTubessa saa täysin tuhoutumaan taiteilijana. Sillä lailla, että ei, ei, mun, ei mukana tällä lähteä laulamaan ollenkaan mitään, Herran Jumala. Oletko kuullut? Toi tyyppi, jolla on, jolla on joku miljoona seuraajaa YouTubessa, ihan vaan 15-vuotias tyyppi, se laulaa kaikki maailman rockipiisit ja poppiisit ja räppipiisit paremmin kuin kukaan koskaan aiemmin. Ja, ja niitä tyyppejä on 15 sellainen, pelkästään ekalla sivulla, hakusivulla. Ja, ja, ja niin sitten vertaat niihin niin itsestä, tai niin saman keho, jossa yrität vertaa, että aiemmin herra Jestas oli, oli, oli niin sellainen rentoa olla jotenkin ihminen. Koska, koska sillä, niin kun sä vertailit itse asiassa toisin niin lähellä sijaitseviin ihmisiin, jotka ei ole kauhean ihmeellisiä. Tai siis sillä ei mä nyt sano teistä mitään, mutta... Tai sillä on niin ihan kivoja panisin, mutta siis sillä niinku... Mutta siis sillä niinku, mutta tosi, niinku, tai siis me ollaan kaikki tosi tavallisia ihmisiä, mutta kun sitten katsoo netistä, kirjoittaa hakuohjelmaan cute butt, niin siellä on tosi söpöjä pyllyjä, oikeesti. Ja niitä on tosi paljon ja ne on parempia kuin kellään meistä. Mä en, mä en nähnyt meitä, mutta, mutta siis sillä tavalla, niinku, ja, 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 niinku, se, se vaan muuttuu omituiseksi, kun vertailee itseään niinku, globaalilla tasolla. Ja, 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 ja sitten niinku, <lacht> mulla on tällä hetkellä inspiroiva tilanne, koska mun yksi läheinen ihminen, mun tyttöystävä, yrittää saada niinku, jotenkin järkevää suhdetta tuohon someen, koska, tai sosiaaliseen mediaan, koska siis sillä tavalla, niinku, siihen ei voi oikein olla järkevää suhdetta toistaiseksi. Ähm, koska ihmiskunta on vaan jotenkin... Päättänyt, nyt, me, nyt me halutaan katsoa, niin kuin jotenkin, laitetaan internettiin koko ihmiskunnan yhteinen tajunta. Noin, noin. Ja, ja siellä on myös se alitajunta kelluu siellä tukevasti, kaikki porno ja rikollisuus ja huumeet ja kaikki on siellä ja nekin löytyy. Mutta kaikki muukin tajunta löytyy sieltä ja kissan kuvia on jostain syystä ihan vitusti, mikä on afrikkalaiselle savanniapenolle omituinen juttu, miten paljon me arvioidaan kissoja, mutta, mutta ei se mitään. Niin kuin mennään sinne ja sitten sit, sit me tykätään niistä ja, 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 ja niin me verta, vertaillaan siellä itseämme sosiaalisessa mediassa toisiimme ja, ja, ja sitten... Paljastuu, että me ei itse tykätä itsestämme mitenkään kauhean paljon no, niin kuin ihmiskuntana. Me ollaan aika kauhu, kauhuissamme tällä hetkellä sillä tavalla, aah, Donald Trump. Me valittiin vittu Donald Trump ihan vaan sen takia, että Twitter on olemassa. Niin, ei me, mutta siis niin kuin ihmiskunta, noin niin kuin Yhdysvallat meidän edustajana ja, ja tuhovoimaisimman armeijan päälliköksi valitsevat semmoisen tyypin ihan vaan, koska se oli sosiaalisessa mediassa mölysi. Ja, ja, ja niin mutta tyttöystävä jotenkin tajus, että hän käyttää Sosiaalista mediaa väärin. Siis hän, hän, hän menee sinne ja kat- vertailee vaan itseään ihmisiin. Ja on sillä että tuolla menee paremmin, toi tekee kiinnostavampia töitä, tuolla on enemmän, tuolla on paremmin. Ja, ja sitten niin pikkuhiljaa 
käyttää siihen niin päin, jos, jos hänellä olisi vapaa pääsy internettiin niin, tai siis sosiaaliseen mediaan, niin, niin hänellä tulisi vain siitä paha mieli. Ja hän tajusi sen, ja sen takia minulla on tällä hetkellä hänen äh, niin sosiaalisen median salasanansa, ja hänellä itsellään ei, ja sit, sit, koska se pyysi sillä että voiko se, voiko se vartioida näitä mun puolesta, koska muuten tämä on vastuutonta häneltä itseltään. Koska... Sillä. Ja, 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 se, ja se on kiinnostavaa, että aina, kun se aina toisinaan tulee pyytämään sellaista yli kerran parissa viikossa tai jotain semmoista, että hei, mä haluaisin käydä Facebookissa ja Instagramissa. Ja, 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 ja sitten mä oon sellainen, no, kerätäänkö nyt tänään, en mä tiedä, katsotaan. Sitten aina vähän venytän sitä. Mä en tiedä miksi. <laughs> Mun se on kiinnostavaa, että mitä, mit, niinku, et, et, niinku, on, 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 onko se, tai sillä lailla, on kiva kuulla, että miten se pyytää sitä. Se on omituinen dynamiikka, mutta, mutta ihan vaan se, että, että niin kuin, kun se tietää jotenkin, tai sillä siinä on siistiä se, että hän, hän on suhtautunut siihen sillä lailla, että tämä ei tee minulle hyvää, joten mun täytyy tehdä tämä paremmin. Ja se on inspiroivaa katsoa vierestä, kun toinen niin kuin järjestelmällisesti ottaa omasta ekostaan niin kuin niskautteen ja tekee siitä parempaa. Mutta mut, niin sitten sit, mä olen miettinyt, että niin kuin, tämä on, ehdottomasti tämä on niin kuin täysin ei-seksuaalista, tai tämä, niin kuin, siis Mä en tiedä, miksi, miten odotti, olettiko joku täällä, että se oli seksuaalista, mutta se on täysin epäseksuaalista. Se on ihan vaan, että hän luotti minuun niiden salasanojen kanssa, koska mä oon lähellä ja kätevästi saatavilla, ja mä annan ne hänelle pyydettäessä äh, melkein heti. Mutta mä rupesin miettimään, että jos tämä niinku venyy pitkäksi, niin tuleeko tästä niinku fetissijuttu tai niinku joku pervojuttu tai semmoinen valtapeli, semmoinen mm, seksuaalisoitu? Koska jollakulla jossain on joku se sosiaalisen median fetissi. Aivan varmasti sitä on jo, koska koska me ihmiset seksuaalisoidaan mitä tahansa. Mutta mut, niinku jotenkin tulee mieleen niinku joku semmoinen... Oletteko te koskaan leikkineet semmoista niinku orgasmikieltojuttua? Tai sillä että teillä on kumppani, tai te itse olette se kumppani, joka... Esimerkiksi kiel... minä olen joskus leikkinyt jonkun ihmisen kanssa sellaista leikkiä, että, että hän ei saa laueta, ellei mä hänen lupaa. Ja, ja, ja tässä on jotain samaa. Tai siis sellainen... Sillä siis ihan vaan, että, 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 että niinku, jotenkin... Ja se, ne on omituisia leikkejä sen takia, että, että, että kun mä leikin niitä semmoisia leikkejä joskus, ja sitten sit, sit mä en anna toisen laueta, koska se pyysi tavallaan, että mä en anna hänen laueta esimerkiksi joku tänä iltana, niin, niin sitten mulla on aina semmoinen pelko siitä, että sille tulee orgasmikateus, kun mä oon jotenkin tyytyväisenä siinä session jälkeen, että oh, sepä teki hyvää, kiitos, hyvä meininki. Ja sitten mä, mä, mä tiedä, mitä te sanotte seksin jälkeen. <laughs> hyvä meininki. Mutta niin, siis sillä lailla, että mä pelkään sitä, että sille tulee orgasmikapteja, koska mulle tuli semmoinen, että mitä vittua. Itse pyysin, mutta mitä helvettiä silti, koska ainakin mä en osaisi suhtautua siihen. He, he saa siitä jotain kiksejä. Kun taas mulle se on vähän semmoinen, että onko tämä kai varmasti sulle okei, okay, tai siis sillä lailla, mä, mä oon nyt iso paha dom, joka kieltää sua laukeamasta, mutta samanaikaisesti mä haluan, että se tykkää tuosta. Ja, ja, ja sitten on sillä en tykkää, koska mä oon lauennut. Sitten myöhemmin ne olisivat sellaisia, eikö se oli just parasta, mutta tykkäsin siitä, kun mä olin vihainen sulle. Mutta tässä on jotain samaa, vaan jos sitä vei riittävän pitkälle, niin nöyryyttää toista sillä että kerjää sitä, kerjää Facebookia. Miksi sä haluat mennä Facebookiin? Koska mä oon pieni ihminen, joka on tyhmä ja haluaa vaan jotenkin ruokkia omaa ekonsa. Toista se! Toista se! En tiedä, se muuttuisi oudoksi. <laughs> mä en tiedä, mihin mä olin menossa tässä asiassa. Pointtina, pointtina on se, että mulla on tällä hetkellä mun tyttöystävä Facebook-salasana. Mä en ole väärinkäyttänyt niitä. Mä oon siinä mielessä tosi hyvä, että mä en ole mennyt katsoa sen kaikkia mahdollisia juttuja itse. Se ei itse käy katsomassa, ei mulla vaan ne salasanat salaa. Ja, ja niin, 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 en mä tiedä. Mä aletaan lähestyä taukoa.
Tässä ei ole mitään sellainen niin loppuvitsiä nyt. Mutta mut nyt seuraavaksi meillä on tauko. Hi, hi. Yes. Hello. Welcome back, everybody. How are you doing? Yes. Uh, did you have a lovely break? Yes. This club is so relaxed. It's like Sunday. Just have a drink. Hear some things. Go. I don't agree with that. And then you go home. It's kind of. It's very, yeah. very. It's very chill. It's very hygge. Yeah. I, 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 I also think it's very hungover. I mean, how, how many of you were in a bar last night? Yay! Yay! <laughs> a bunch of you! Yeah, you're giving you that look that, oh, and you're in a bar again. Hello! Wonderful! Life is hard. Activism is hard work. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I just wanted to say that the thing I am envious of is Canada. Just in general, Canada. I want I'm, Canada. I'm going to stop, stop you there. You're welcome. Uh, yeah. Was it good for you? Was that was that gen was that genuine? Somewhat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I mean, how genuine are you ever as a person living in the world? Mostly. But sometimes you're just a little bit of, you know. But but honestly, like, uh, like. I, I mean, Canada is of course complicated, but but. Like people are, but but like just uh, it's just as complicated like people are. Yeah, okay. because it's made of people. But <laughs> there's a logic here. Fuck you. Yeah, okay, sure. but but like honestly, like like it seems so lovely because um, it's like like I mean we have we have like CP and and all those fuckers and 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 you have Justin Trudeau. Yeah, we do. Yeah, and that's that's like. Half of it is just Justin Trudeau. Yeah. 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 It is. Yeah, but but also also like there seems to be some sense going on and like trying to be modern and trying to be better and we are just going back to bullshit in here here in Finland. So. Well, I don't know. I mean, the thing like when I first like the last time I went back to Toronto, which yeah. kind of surprised me about this thing, was that like I was back there and uh, my partner and I who were there like yeah, we both we were both North Americans. We went there for the first time in ages, in years and years and years, living in Finland. And we went back to Toronto and we kept saying we kept saying like out loud, "Why don't they fix the infrastructure here?" <laughs> And I was like, I am so middle-aged right now. Like, right now, yeah. I am now thinking about property values and infrastructure. I'm like, yeah. that piping looks really old. Do they collect taxes here? I yeah. thought they collect taxes here. What are they doing with the taxes they collect? So, I mean, like, you know, the, the, you will never kind of... The cool things about, the cool things about Canada, like, um, you'll never get because nobody's ever getting any of that. Except for Canada, uh, we're just too awesome. Uh, screw all of you all. Sorry, but um, you're sorry. Welcome to be better. To but the other thing is like okay, the, I mean when I was when I was a teenager, American kids wore like when they went backpacking through like India, Southeast Asia, even Europe, they would sew a Canadian patch on their backpack. By the way, if you met any Canadians 
in the 1990s and to early 2000s who were backpacking, they weren't Canadians, okay? <laughs> like they would sew the Canadian flag on their backpack so they would get better treatment yeah. outside of the US, which then other Canadians, there's a specific brand of backpack that all the Canadians buy, and so yeah. we learned to recognize each other on the basis of what brand of backpack was. it was not on the flag. We'd see the flag and go like, yeah, fuck you. And we'd see like mountain equipment co-op bags, and we'd go like, oh, are you from what, Montreal, Toronto? Ba oh, Vancouver, cool, all right, eh? And that would be like, that would be that. But, I yeah, mean, so, so, so uh, the, uh, the Americans, like, like they had like sense of self-preservation Yeah. About how they they understood that everybody hates them and for a reason. But this is the completely fucked up thing about Canada is that Canada somehow we don't know when we got this amazing reputation, uh, but we we got it like somewhere maybe in like the first and second world wars and stuff when we sent an awful lot of people over. Well, Britain sent a awful, awful lot of our people over yeah. to yeah. Uh, fight a war, and then the second one we were kind of going voluntarily, but you know everybody had to go who was you know had the queen on their money, so we went yeah. uh, also out of a sense of you know being good, a eh? uh, <laughs> spreading the maple word, and, uh, and 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 but the thing is like some somehow somehow Canada has managed to get this amazing reputation somewhere in like the 1950s, and we've kind of coasted on that since then. We have not done anything good for the planet. We've not done anything good. We've like advanced hockey a little bit, not even that much. Like we have not done anything decent at all, except for maybe be kind of, you know, cool multiculturally, but nobody else seems to be able to export that to their situation, so I don't know what we're doing with it. And like Justin Trudeau, for fuck's sake, like he what like he's now gonna take all the fucking oil out of the tar sands because apparently you can't leave any oil in the ground because that would be bad. So he's just gonna fuck over the native lands and, and just you know do that. Not to mention Canada as a country should not exist as a country because it does not belong to white people. But anyway, and we'll, I mean, they took people from their homes by helicopter. That was not my job. That was not the job I'm talking about. <laughs> took kids from their homes in like the north of North Ontario and shit. Took them to like you know residential schools all over the place that were run by Catholic priests, and there was widespread uh, uh, sexual abuse and trying to teach them different languages that were not, they're trying to beat their own culture out of them. This was like in living memory. I have a friend who went to these schools as a child and his brother committed suicide because it was fucked up. And uh, Justin Trudeau is also very good looking without a shirt. Very important. <laughs> And 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 then, then when he did also appear, I mean apart apart from the, the the tar sands thing, which he's just like the pipeline, the oil thing is fucking people up so much. And also Trudeau is like he's he looks so good, and then he's like oh, it's not that it's like you know kind of processed food sort of thing. It looks amazing, and then you're like ah oh, this is shit the whole time. But then what he's done this week as well is he's gone and slapped like 16 billion dollars worth of tariffs on U.S. for 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 the for the trade of steel. And this thing, this, when you live next to the United States and you have no other borders with any other country, you cannot trade with anybody except for the United States. The United States makes your trade deals absolutely fucking crazy up the ass. Like they will take every drop from you until you, like just enough that you will not trade with anybody else. And so they've been fucking over Canada forever and finally Justin Trudeau goes like, fine, here's some, have some tariffs. And all of Canada's like, Yes, our boy! Like, we're just going crazy over him again because now he's a strong man who's standing up to Trump and he looks good without a shirt. So, um, what was your question? So, so, so you, you, I, like, scratching the surface, you, you go full, full 
That's what it's like to grow up in Canada. <laughs> everything is great, except everything is fucked up. Yeah, yeah. It's but not... you'd still rather be in Canada, then, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's all right. We like the maple word. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm, I'm sure. I actually, I think I like Finland more, honestly. Fuck you. I mean, sure, we did all, all, all the stuff you did to your natives, we did to ours. So, yay. <laughs> like, that's what people do. I mean, white people do. <laughs> but, but, yeah. Maybe, maybe you don't, maybe it's not good to talk about it. Maybe, maybe it's, I, I think it's good to be honest about how we we fucked up the Sami people in the f- horrible ways. Right. Yeah, so, so I, I mean, it's good to just say, say it out loud sometimes. Like, also, to say, like, just because we have, like, microphones in front of our faces and people are present, like, I just feel obligated to say things like, like climate change is real and we're going, all going to die and it's all your fault and, and, and stuff like that. I just, it's just like, because we have the microphones, we should say these things. Yeah. I still like Justin Trudeau. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I totally like Obama. Like, that like Obama. Yeah. I, I just, I, he, Obama was fucking like pretty horrible actually. Better in than many ways. Else. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I really want to like him. I deeply yeah. want to like him. That's like, like his fucking superpower. Same, same with Justin Trudeau. You want to like him so much. Yeah. It would be awesome if Justin Trudeau liked me. <laughs> oh, that's the dream. Yeah. I want that. I want Justin Trudeau to be like, hey, dude, good on you. Good on you? No, what no, that's that? That like He's all no, scrambled all of a sudden. Uh, no, I, I had know. this image in my head. He was wearing double denim and like also sandals. And I was like really into it. And then you went, good on you. I'm like, what's going no, no, on What here? would he say? No, You're the native Canadian. So what, 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 what would he say to <laughs> encourage me in my line of work and life choices in general? Uh, he would just like, he would just kind of look at you and go, that would be so nice. I want that. I want approval from Justin. Yeah. <sighs> Next life goals. Yeah, yeah, it is. It yeah. is. Yeah. Speaking of life goals. Yeah, speaking of life goals. I'm terrible the next at segues. Perfor- the that, next, was, that was a segue. <laughs> the next next performer yes. once caused me to have like a, like a full on like like a professional crisis. That what the fuck am I even doing talking to people because she's so much better. I have no place in do- doing any of this shit in front of people because she exists. No pressure, okay? No pressure at all. But I also know she's like, I know, th- know her slightly per- like personally, so I-, I know she's a fuck up as we all are, but, so, but, but just like, yeah. <laughs> what? It's co- complicated. People are complicated, like Canada. It's like amazing. It's like amazing way of like, Giving a compliment and then just going, I'll have that back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to, yeah. Just let it be. All right, please uh, welcome to the stage. She is amazing. It is Raisa Omahemo. Oh. Hey. Hello, mascot. Kiva olla täällä. Minäkin, kuten kaikki muutkin, niin pohdin, että mikä on minun suhteeni päivän teemaan, eli kateuteen. Yleisesti ottaenhan olen hyvin hyvä ihminen, tunnen hyviä tunteita, annan aina rahaa kaikkiin lippaisiin. Tämä oli ensimmäinen ajatukseni, sitten oli vähän rehellisempi ja totesin, että 
on mullakin ollut elämässäni vaihe, jolloin olin täynnä kateutta. Se liittyy semmoiseen elämänvaiheeseen, jolloin olin myös täynnä toivoa. Nämä kulkee yhdessä. Mä olin täynnä toivoa siitä, että jonain päivänä mä löydän kumppanin. Ja sitten mä olin myös täynnä kateutta kaikkia niitä kohtaan, joilla oli kumppani. Ja äh, miten tämä kateus ilmeni? Niin esimerkiksi mä olin rullaportaissa matkalla alaspäin. Mun edessä on semmoinen teilipariskunta suutelee rakastuneen intohimoisesti. Niin mä katon niitä ja mä kadehdin ja mä ajattelen, että Toivottavasti niitä tulee ihan hirveä ero ja semmoinen hirvittävä teinidraama ja ne ei koskaan enää puhu toisilleen. Tai mä menen internettiin, mä luen Janna Ukkolan kolumnin, sitten mä huomaan, että se on naimisissa, sitten mä oon kateellinen, koska sillä on aviomies. Toki se on natsi, se on natsimies, mutta se on silti aviomies. Mutta se oli kuitenkin enemmän toivoa kuin tätä kateutta, jolloin mä Siirryin niin toimintaan ja mä liityin nettideittipalveluun nimeltä OK Cupid. Taputtakaa, jos olette käyttänyt. Hienoa, tiedätte sen. Se on periaatteessa kauhean hieno systeemi. Siellä vastaillaan kysymyksiä, se järjestelmä laskee tämmöisiä match-prosentteja sen perusteella. Ja ensimmäiset kaksi kuukautta mä olin siellä, mä olin niin täynnä toivoa ja hintoa ja ehkä epätoivoa, että Mä olin ekan kahden kuukauden aikana niin usein online, että mua pyydettiin sinne OK Cupidin moderointitiimiin mukaan. Eli kaikki ne semmoset munakuvat, joita siellä pyörii, joita te ette oo nähnyt, niin mä oon nähnyt ne ja mä oon poistanut ne sieltä. Ei tarvi kiittää. Sitten kun olin siellä hetki aikaa pyörinyt ja vastannut näihin kysymyksiin, niin sain sitten näitä Matcheja. Sinne ilmestyi ensimmäistä kolme top-matchia. Mun paras matchi oli mun entinen kihlattu. Toiseksi paras matchi oli mun eksä. Ja kolmas paras matchi oli mun viimeisin fuckbody. Eli ne oli ihan tavallaan piti paikkansa, että hyviä tyyppejä, mutta sitten kuitenkin vähän meni vinoon. Siirryin sitten, heitin sen nettideittailu helvettiin ja siirryin ihan live-maailman treffailuja tekemään, mutta niissä Syntyi sitten tämmöinen samankaltainen kaava. Tämän ekan kanssa, kun mä menin ekoille treffeille, niin hän sanoi, että sopiiko, että edetään nyt tosi hitaasti. Ja mä sanoin, että ilman muuta sopii, vaikka vittu tietenkään oikeasti sopinut, ei mua kiinnosta mikään hidas eteneminen, mä oon hyvin nopeatempoinen ihminen. Mutta tämä oli kiinnostava tyyppi ja musta oli se toivo, muistakaa se vielä. Eli sanoin, että ilman muuta. Ja Käytiin ekoilla treffeillä ja sitten käytiin tokilla treffeillä ja kolmansilla. Sitten mulla oli sellainen olo, että tämä ei nyt kyllä etene hitaasti, että ei niinku etene mihinkään. Neljä sieltä treffeillä mä kysyin, että, että mikä tämä on tämä meidän tilanne, että haluatko edetä mihinkään mun kanssa. Sitten hän katsoi maahan ja sanoi, että en. Ja jatko, että, että voidaanhan me olla kavereita kuitenkin. Toisen kanssa ehdin käydä kaksilla treffeillä. Hän sitten ihan oma-aloitteisesti lähti tekstiviestillä itse tietoa siitä, miten mahtava ja ihana ihminen mä oon, mutta että toivon, että voimme olla kavereita. Kolmannen kanssa oli jo seksiäkin, mutta se oli semmoinen tosi, tosi hämärä kuvio, että ikinä ei jotenkin tiennyt, että nähdäänkö me uudestaan, mitä tässä tapahtuu. Ja sitten, sitten tota, Tätä oli jatkunut vähän aikaa sitten, mä häntäkin konfrontoin, kun sanoin, että mikä tämä on tämä meidän kuvio, että kiinnostaako sua olla mun kanssa tai kiinnostaako sua edistää tätä juttua, kiinnostaako mä sua. Sitten hän katsoi mua ja sanoi, että kiinnostaa, 
jonkin verran. Se, että voi vastata noin, että joko sua kiinnostaa tai sua ei kiinnosta. Sitten hän katsoi maahan ja sanoi, no siinä tapauksessa ei kiinnosta. Nämä ru- <laughs> Kiitos. <laughs> mä rupean keräämään kamoja, niin hän, hän, hän tota vielä varmistelee, että hän nyt pahoilla mielin lähde. En vastannut, lähdin eteiseen pukemaan kenkiä. Hän vielä huutaa mun perään, että ollaanhan me yhä ystäviä. <laughs> Ja näiden kokemusten jälkeen mä sitten aloin, tota, aloin pohtia, että se on kauhean hyvä, että mä en ole mies, koska tällaisella määrällä friendzonausta mä olisin tässä vaiheessa varmaan jo kouluampuja. Mutta <tos> kun mä oon nainen, niin tää on tämmöistä kohtalaisen vaaratonta, mä vaan seison täällä lavalla ja kerron tämmöisiä semikiusallisia vitsejä näistä tilanteista. Mutta enää, enää en tunne kateutta, enää en, 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 en tunne sitä laisinkaan, olen luopunut kaikesta kateudesta ja kaikesta toivosta, koska löysin tilalle jotain paljon parempaa. Se ei ole kelluntatankki eikä viherpiirtely eikä jooga, mä oon löytänyt vihan. Se on, se on hieno tunne, se antaa paljon energiaa ja auttaa jaksamaan läpi arjen. Ää, mitä mä vihaan tai mitä se tarkoittaa? Mm, esimerkiksi vihaan ylenpuvustoa. Mä tein sinne muutama ää, aika sitten semmoisen pienen keikan, johon mä tarttin puvustuksen. Ja mentiin sinne tämän ohjaajan ja sen pukkarityypin kanssa sinne ylenpukuvarastoon. Se on hieno paikka, valtava halli ja siellä on kahdessa kerroksessa semmoisia vaaterekkejä. Ja kun niitä on niin paljon, niin kaikkien hyllyjen päätyihin on aina merkattu, että mitä sieltä löytyy. Että sieltä on morsiuspuvut ja 30-luku ja hovimäki. Ja sitten me kävellään ja kävellään ja sitten tullaan sinne mun, mun hyllyn luokse perille ja pysähdytään. Mä katsoin, että et, et mitä siinä mun hyllyssä lukee. Niin siinä lukee isot tytöt, tunikat ja viitat. Viitat, kun olet liian läski hihoille. Vihan myös äh, sokoksen yhtä myyjää. Menin, menin sinne äh, hommaamaan, että nyt on harmaa päivä, haluan jotain pientä piristystä, ostanpa huulikiillon. Siellä on tullut uusi merkki myyntiin, Lumene Nordic Beauty. Kysyn myyjältä, näin olen sosiaalinen, että hei, että mikä tämä Nordic Beauty-sarja oikein on. Ja myyjä katsoo mua ja sanoo, että joo, tämä on semmoinen nuorille naisille suunnattu sarja, mutta visaahan sitä ihan kaiken ikäiset käyttää. Vihan myös äh, yhtä sairaanhoitajaa. Äh, silloin kun mä olin nuoria, mulla oli toivoa ja seksielämä, niin mä olin semmoinen vastuullinen ihminen ja kävin seksitautitesteissä säännöllisesti. Ja tässä on aika kauan aikaa jo, niin Siihen aikaan se tehtiin niin, että kun kävi antamassa ne näytteet, sit sai semmoisen paperilapun mukaan, niin piti mennä himaan ja odottaa viikko ja sit soittaa siinä lapusnäkymään numeroa, että saa ne tulokset. No, näin mä teen, mä soitan sinne ja sieltä vastaa tää hoitaja ja ää, kerron mun henkilötunnuksen, se menee hakemaan niitä mun papereita ja palaa siihen puhelimeen, se aloittaa, että mmm, joo, sulla on tää herpes. Okei, okay, okei, okay, wow, wow, wow. 
Mut se jatkaa. Ja kondylooma. Ja tippuri. Ja klamydia. Ja trikomonaas. Ei, mun elämä menee filminauhana silmien edestä. Ja sit se pitää pienen tauon, niin se vielä jatkaa. Joo, nämä on kaikki puhtaat. Mikä ei ole puhdas, se on sinun sielusi, sinä saatanan kätyri, Rosemaryn babyn lapsen päästäjä, hoitaja. Kuka tekee tollasta? Myös vihaan mun naapureita. Mulla on yläkerrassa naapuri, jolle mä oon antanut nimeksi Kusiukko. Liittyy siihen, että se kusee tosi paljon. Usein. Valtavia määriä. Et, varsinkin öisin, kun mä makaan sängyssä ja se kusee siellä mun yläpuolella, siis siellä omassa kodissaan, niin se, 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 se kuulostaa siltä, kun se seisos A-tikkailla ja kusis paloletkulla johonkin sinkkiämpäriin. Ja mä aina yritän jotenkin miettiä hyvinä hetkinä, no hänelle jo ainakaan ei tuu rauhasen kanssa mitään pulmia, että hirveän hyvä virtaus ja paine. Ja sitten tämmöisenä synkempinä hetkinä mietin, että toisaalta joku eturauhassyöpä voisi olla ihan kätevä toiselle meistä. Pärjäätsä. Myös vihaa meidän pihan mummoja. Meillä on tota semmoinen pyörä telineet semmoisessa oudossa paikassa pienen pensasaidan takana ja sitten siinä on pihalla semmoinen ruskea kaide, joka on maalattu. Ja aika monet ei, ei huomaa niitä pyörätelineitä, ne ajaa pyörän suoraan siihen eteen ja pistää sen siihen paitaan kiinni. Ja yksi päivä olin tulossa duunista, niin se kolmen päämummon kopla on siinä aidan vieressä ja siinä on joku pannut jonkun maastopyörän kiinni tämmöisellä lukolla. Ja niillä on joku hirveä niin kuin asia ja paheksunta sen, sen kanssa. Ja mä menen siitä ohi, ne yrittää saada mua mukaan tähän paheksuntaan. Ja että mä jotenkin sanon, että no onko siinä nyt väliä, että jos nyt on yksi pyörä kaksi tuntia siinä kiinni, niin sitten se päämummo, se kaikista lyhin, katsoo mua semmoisilla pistävillä silmillä. Se kysyy, tiedätkö montaksi asuntoa tässä taloyhtiössä on? 72. Kuvittele, tähän pieneen aitaan 72 pyörää kiinni joka päivä, riippulukot hakkaa maalia, maali rupeaa rapistumaan, kaide ruostuu, se pitää hioa, maalata kokonaan, valtavan kallista vastikkeet nousee. Asiat eskaloituu mummojen kanssa. Mm, myös vihaan naapuria niin nimeltä Rasisti Butch. En, en tiennyt, että tämä oli hänen koko nimensä, kun tapasimme. Ää, luulin vaan, että siellä asuu semmoinen hauskan näköinen tyyppi toisessa rappuussa. Me ollaan usein tupakalla samaan aikaan ja me ei puhuta mitään. Ja me aina vaan kattellaan ja hän aina vaan välillä nyökkää mulle sille jäyhästi. Ja sitten mä oon silleen... Näin me jatketaan monta viikkoa, ei tapahdu mitään. Yksi päivä hän sitten tulee mun luokse ja sanoo, että haluatko lähteä mun luokse juomaan viiniä? Ja mä ajattelen, että hell yes, suoraa toimintaa, ei odottelua, kyllä, mennään ihmeessä, olen ihan, taas se toivo, taas se toivo heräsmussa. Mennään sinne, mä huomaan siinä hississä, että se on ihan naamat. Mä en ole tajunnut sitä siinä pihalla, mutta se oli tosi humalassa. 
Sitten mä vielä se toivon kivinä bussa puhu, että ei se haittaa, että ehkä tulee ihan kiva ilta. Kuitenkin virhe. Ei tule ikinä kivaa iltaa, jos toinen on ihan naamat ja toinen on selvä. No, sitten päästään sinne hänen asuntoonsa ja sitten hän kaataa itselleen isolla viiniä. Ja sitten mä kysyn, että saaks mäkin lasin. Ja hän vetää sitä pulloa itteensä kohti ja sanoo, että on mun viini. Että se kutsu juomaan viiniä tarkoitti jotain, että kun tulee luokseni katsomaan, kun minä juon viiniä. No, mä sit siinä päätän, että okei, että mä lähden nyt heti menemään, kun mä vaan pystyn. Hän aloittaa joku semmosen loputtoman känniölinä monologin, mutta sitten hän aloittaa semmosen hirveän rasistisen räntin, jota mä en niinku kestä yhtään. Mä oon sillä tavalla rakennettu, että jos joku, että jos joku rupeaa niinku perseilemään tommosen niinku tosi rasistisella tavalla, niin mun täytyy puuttua siihen. Mä en vaan niinku voi. Ja sitten sen argumentti oli joku, että kun tänne tulee, kaikki on vaan luku- ja kirjoitustaidottomia, keitä Suomeen tulee ja ynnönnö. Ja sit mä Sanoin tutkimukset, jonka olin lukenut, että, että jo tämän ja tämän verran turvapaikanhakijoista, niin niillä on peruskoulu käytynä, tämän verran korkeakouluopintoja, tämän verran on niitä aidosti niin kouluja käymättömiä. Siitä hän katsoo mua hyvin ovelasti ja sanoi, että tilastot, niitähän nyt voi kuka tahansa kirjoitella. Mä tajuin, okei. Tämmöinen niinku viestinnän tapa ei nyt etene. Yritän uutta kautta niinku puhun emootioista. Puhun ä, suomalaisista ä, sotalapsista, puhun kansainvälisestä solidaarisuudesta ja miten Suomessa on niinku suomalaisia lapsia on autettu ja niitä laivoilla lähti sinne Ruotsiin. Hän katsoo mua vielä tietäväisempänä ja kysyy, mistä tiedät? Olitko siellä? Sitten vaan mietin, että okei, että, että jos totta on vaan se, minkä on nähnyt omilla silmillä, niin eihän silloin niin munkaan universumissa ole olemassa esimerkiksi Kanadaa tai Antti Tuiskua tai sellaista heteroseksia, jossa myös nainen laukee. Mä lopetan tähän, mä raisa oma heimo, kiitos paljon. Raisa Omeheimo. Yeah. Hopla. Uh, before we have our final drag act, I have a rant. Uh, I'm not just going to read the internet, no. Um, something I've been doing at the show uh, has been to uh, take something that's a little bit more written. So, uh, so that's what I'm going to do for the moment. Um, uh, this doesn't have a title. Life is a continuum. Uh, this is the last of our Seven Deadly Sins series, and I have to say, if there's one thing I've learned, maybe it's that they basically represent seven ways of self-sabotage. You know, not that they get in the way of you becoming the Nietzschean Ubermensch that we're all told we're supposed to be, uh, but in the sense that they're all tendencies that make it incredibly easy to fuck yourself up. And uh, one thing I think of is a particular uh, Zen koan where, because uh, I studied Buddhism in English, because uh, I, I was depressed and uh, that's what I needed. So uh, that's, I think, how many white people come to Buddhism. <laughs> and I'm no exception. This is a very good story. Uh, it goes that a young monk uh, joins the monastery and talks to a master who is there. And the monk 
says, I have just arrived at this monastery. Please teach me. And the master says, have you eaten your rice gruel? And the young monk says, yes. And the master says, then go wash your bowl. And the young monk was enlightened. I'll come back to that. <laughs> and on envy, I mean, you might think that like uh, a hideous, toxic, all-encompassing envy, you might feel that because you believe that other people have something that should be yours. Um, but in reality, uh, that is completely true. <laughs> Fuck yeah, people have shit that you want. Uh, but it's one thing when you want to have something that someone else has. But it's another, I think, when your thought process goes away from, I want that thing someday, to that other person who has that thing that I will never have deserves to die. Uh, and I will admit that I kind of have that. Uh, if you look at, if you took like the richest 1% of people on the planet and you put them on like, I don't know, Jupiter, um, I, I would kind of see that as a positive development for the human race. We currently live in a world where a select few people have so much money that filling swimming pools with caviar and hiring a hologram of Michael Jackson to perform on top of it seems like a decent way to spend money. Or, I don't know, sending a fucking car into space. That poor car is playing David Bowie on a loop and has a Douglas Adams quote <laughs> sketched into it. It does not escape my notice that Tesla was fairly confident to secure the work of dead artists for their stunt. Now, sure, I know that the gravitational pull of Jupiter is so strong that it would basically make incredibly expensive pancakes out of our one percenters. It would pull their skulls through their own flabby neoliberal oil tycoon asses, and I am basically okay with that. <laughs> I think that I would try to single out Elon Musk in the crowd as he answers for crimes against humanity. Sorry. I'm also very much against the waste of human being. So I would give everyone the chance to give up their riches beforehand and commit to building publicly available monorails across the planet and utterly free internet for everyone everywhere ever. Because uh, boy, what could possibly go wrong? And why should they die? Maybe because they're fucking ruining it for everybody else. And uh, do I feel confident myself to speak for everyone else? Maybe they deserve to die horrible and painful deaths just for the crime of enjoying a better life than me. But that's not a good way to be, really. Envy leads to bitterness, and bitterness leads to hate, and hate leads to Jordan Peterson. <laughs> If anyone is not aware, by the way, Jordan Peterson is uh, University of Toronto, my alma mater, I'm very, very sorry, psychology quote-unquote professor and modern-day Rasputin, who happens to be the darling of the right-leaning, angry, logical internet. He dishes out life advice for the dedicated and rational, but I have find I have to read his texts rather than listen to him speak because he sounds curiously like a man who is arguing with himself. Every time he says something controversial, his voice goes up slightly in pitch and volume as though to head off any possible interruption, even though he's being paid to do a monologue. So it sounds something like, we have as a species evolved to fulfill spe specific functions, and these functions perform the basis of all our desires, all of them, and that's why mythology is real, and I never said that women weren't valuable, rather as though someone has left the kettle on for eternity. 
He writes things like, the purpose of life is finding the largest burden that you can bear and bearing it, which coming from the mouth of a middle-aged white straight cis guy with a ton of money and millions of followers, sounds like he's LARPing the experience of being literally anybody else on the planet. <laughs> Newsflash, Jordan, baby. Most of us don't have to look for a fucking massive burden because we've been gifted one by the system that upholds you. And we've been rolling the same up the hill since, like Sisyphus since the day we were born. He also tends towards a bizarre mysticism and religious styling in his ideas as well, which prompted him recently to describe ancient symbols, such as the entwining snakes of the caduceus, as previsions of the existence of DNA, which is totally cool if you're Deepak Chopra. <laughs> but in my first year of comparative literature at that same university, it would have ended you, earned you a C minus and a note from your professor to avoid making grandiose claims. He's basically the Alistair Crowley of the YouTube generation and equally as charming. The challenge with a personality like that is, as always the case, is that on a lot of things he's totally fine. Like, just fine. He famously tells people, particularly young people, to think for themselves, to have some respect for the people who came before them, and to work to reduce suffering. Famously, his line to young men is to put their own affairs in order before criticizing anyone else, or as he puts it, go clean your room. Though to be fair, my mom said that all the time to me. I can't put it past Peterson to take credit for a woman's work. Women is where Peterson really shines. Apparently, women are forces of nature. They understand and enforce the gene pool which I can confirm is exactly what teenage girls talk about at those famous sleepovers. <laughs> Jenny, did you bring the Ouija board? No. Yeah. Let's decide which of the boys will get to pass on their genes. <laughs> Go where the spirit moves you. Go where the spirit moves you. You're pushing, I'm not pushing. For instance, he's written such gems as Human-female choosiness is also why we are very different from the common ancestor we share with our chimpanzee cousins, while the latter are very much the same. Women's proclivity to say no more than any other force has shaped our evolution into the creative, industrious, upright, large-brained, competitive, aggressive, domineering creatures that we are. It is nature as woman who says, well, bucko, you're good enough for a friend, but my experience of you so far has not indicated the suitability of your genetic material for continued propagation. <sighs> this is great if you're writing a gothic horror novel about Tinder. <laughs> is it scientifically rigorous? No. And sadly, his writing appeals to the biggest envy club of our modern age, incels, oh dear. Beta boys and self-identified, objectively ugly guys who take their difficulty in getting laid and turn it into the fault of women. A brief search on Reddit provided me with, I just finished watching Blade Runner 2049 and I was really surprised at how good the movie was. It didn't have any of the typical Hollywood bullshit and it was a great cyberpunk story. While I was watching the movie, my mother and her niece were on their phones for a whole hour browsing Facebook and gossiping about other women showing no interest in the movie. I have noticed this also in the few times I go to the movies. A female will be there with a guy, usually on a date, 
and the bitch will just be on her phone the entire time. Females are incapable of enjoying art on a higher form as men are able to. That is why there are no beloved female directors, writers, and producers. The only shit that females watch is trashy reality TV like The Bachelor or some shitty music contest like The Voice. <sighs> it is another Petersonian intellectual special to start from one specific example, like lobsters, notice something, and immediately create an entire natural law based on it. It's a bit like sitting by a bowl of fruit, seeing a fly land on one banana, and concluding that the Romans made the best cheesecake in all history. <laughs> now, incels would be harmless, except they keep getting guns and other weapons. Roger Elliott, was, it was his own words. He said that the women deserve to die horrible and painful just deaths just for the crime of enjoying a better life than me. But the thing is, when I look at these guys reading and writing and saying this shit, I remember being myself, a high IQ kid, who was told over and over again that I had great worth as a human being because of that. I was an 18-year-old who never got laid, and at 20, and at 25, and at 30. To my credit, I never killed anybody. At least not that I'm gonna tell you about now. <laughs> But fuck if I didn't hate, literally, truly, from the bottom of my guts, hate the Stacys and the Beckys and the Chads. Everyone else was able to recreate the conditions for getting laid. Kelly in sixth grade with her curls, and Jessica with her perfect body, and Tim and Evan who never looked at me ever. Them with their nice houses and good clothes and haircuts and easy friends and B-plus average at school because they're idiots and they're dumbass minds. And if I tried to be like them, they would just laugh at me like when they made a joke out of asking me out in grade six. It was not on me to change, to be like them. It could not be on me to change, to be like them. I was merely willing to meet them halfway, but I wasn't able to be like them. I wasn't able. So in a way, I check out the stupid, stupid assholery that ends up on the internet. Like some incel saying that like, women should basically be blinded at birth because that would take away the pressure of having to look good for anybody and it would make everybody equal. Good idea, kid. As attempts for uh, self-help, in a way. I see where they're coming from, in a way. And they found the internet, so they found each other, in a way. Maybe I'll end with another, just a, like a little Zen koan to kind of even it all out. Life is suffering. Love is the desire to see unnecessary suffering ameliorated. Truth is the handmaiden of love. Dialogue is the pathway to truth. Humility is recognition of personal insufficiency and the willingness to learn. To learn is to die voluntarily, and be born again in ways great and small. 
So speech must be untrammeled so that dialogue can take place, so that we can all humbly learn, so that truth can serve love, so that suffering can be ameliorated, so that we can all stumble forward to the kingdom of God. I lied. That's a quote from Jordan Peterson. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you. Oh. Oh. And that's it. That's our show for tonight, and that, in fact, is our entire seven-part series. Yeah, of You Can't Be Serious. Yeah. I don't know. Are, are we going to do more of these? Nobody knows. Do, do you? I actually don't know. Oh, then, then I'm right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for once. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. But thank you for being here. Yeah. And thank you to all the performers of the night. Once again, give them a big hand. Uh, Eli Abraham, Raisa Omehema, Johan Patterson was here, Miss Milo, Envy, Yusuf Kekkonen, Jamie McDonald, Justin Trudeau. Timo Soini, Laura Huutasaari, Jordan Peterson. We've shat on Alexander Stoop several times, so... Yeah, let's give him a hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Alex. Yeah, that's enough. Yeah, good tweets, good morning. Yeah. Yeah. Good porridge, yeah. Thank you all for for being here, and we hope to see you again, and uh, stuff. Yes. Uh, On something else, maybe. On all the same. We don't know yet. Have a drink at the bar. Enjoy the sunshine. Have a great summer. We love you. Yeah. Love you. Thank you. Serious.